We live in a very mobile world. Everyone is in a hurry to get somewhere. Throughout Scripture, God often taught people the greatest lessons along the journey. Today, we continue with Scott Pauling, our study through the great journeys of the Bible. Our prayer is that you will rediscover the adventure of walking with God. Anyone who's ever made a major move, moved your family somewhere, had to pack all your belongings, move across country knows that it is challenging. The last time my wife and I moved, and it really was the first move from one state to another, I said to her, oh my soul, I hope we never have to do this again. It is quite a trial, isn't it? How much more when you make the move only to discover you moved to the wrong place? That's exactly what we find in a man today in Ruth chapter 1 who made a journey to Moab. He moved to Moab. Now, wait a minute. Moab was a cursed place. It was a people that the people of God were not supposed to be intermingling with. And yet, Naomi's husband Elimelech moves his entire family there. And before we read the text, let me just give this good word. God can meet you even in Moab. Thank God for mercy in Moab because the great context of this story and this book of Ruth is a story of God's providence and God's redemption. It's powerful. It's beautiful. But there is a tragedy in it. There's a great family tragedy in the opening verses. I'm glad that God can turn all things for good to His own purpose and grace and glory. But I've thought so many times about Elimelech and his two sons, what was lost, what was lost by their initial move to Moab. Here's the story. Ruth chapter 1 verse 1. Now, it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled. Let's pause there just a moment. So the little book of Ruth is set in the context of the previous book, the book of Judges. You remember the period of the Judges, every man did that which was right in his own eyes. It was a time of failed leadership and moral decay and financial uncertainty. Sounds a lot like the world we're living in, doesn't it? May I say, be on guard. When times are tough, when days are difficult, oftentimes the best men make very poor decisions. Elimelech's name meant my God is king, but he wasn't in Elimelech's life. No, Elimelech was king. He made his own decisions. Uh, he didn't consult the Lord. And so in the days when the judges ruled, the Bible says that there was a famine in the land. And a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. And the name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi, and the name of his two sons, Malan and Chilon, Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they came into the country of Moab and continued there. And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left and her two sons. And they took the wives of the women of Moab, the name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other Ruth, and they dwelled there about ten years. And Malan and Chilon died also, both of them. And the woman was left of her two sons and her husband. Do you think Elimelech ever imagined in his wildest dreams when he left Bethlehem, Judah, that he would never come back, that his sons would never return, that when his wife uh, was left, she would be left with nothing? Do you really think that that ever crossed his mind? I'm thinking of the old adage that says sin takes you farther than you want to go. It keeps you longer than you want to stay, and it costs you far more than you want to pay. Elimelech is a classic illustration of that truth. 
You see, here's what the devil says. The devil says, look, uh, you, you don't have to stay so close to where the Lord's people are. You don't have to stay in church all the time. You don't have to stay this near to God in your devotional life. Uh, you don't have to go off the deep end. You don't have to go very far away. Moab was only 20 to 30 miles away from Bethlehem, Judah. doesn't sound like far to me. And you don't have to stay very long. Did you notice the progression, or should we say digression? In verse 1, they went to sojourn. Sojourn means a temporary stay. They just went for a brief period of time. We'll be back shortly. In verse 2, it says they continued there. And by the time you get to verse 4, they dwelled there about 10 years. And by the time you get to verse 5, they've died there. Do you see what's happened? Stay for a little while. Then continue a little longer. Then a decade of your life is gone. Soon life is gone. Satan says, don't stay very long, but he's consuming your life one day at a time. And then he says, and you won't have to give up very much. Oh, my friend, he went looking for life and he found death. He went to Moab looking for bread and instead he died there. Beware of moving to Moab. I'm not referring here to simply a geographical move. I'm talking about where you are spiritually, away from where you should be, away from where God wants you, and to pagan people and to ungodly influences for your family, away from the perfect will of God. Beware of moving to Moab. Let me show you two or three observations from these few verses and from Elimelech's story. First of all, when people move to Moab, they never go alone. Notice the Bible says he didn't go by himself. He didn't go find bread and bring it back. No, he took his wife. He took his two sons. People look at their sin selfishly. They think, well, you know, this is only going to affect me. Wrong. Sin has a ripple effect, just like righteousness has a ripple effect. It's going to affect those around you and your sphere of influence. So who's going to move to Moab with you? And even if you do come back, is it possible they won't? What will you lose and what will you leave by going to Moab? When people move to Moab, they never go alone. Secondly, when people move to Moab, they usually do it motivated by the wrong things. They do it for the wrong reasons. The Bible says he went because of a famine in the land. In Scripture, lots of people made bad decisions because of famines. Uh, Abraham in a famine went down to Egypt. Isaac in a famine went down to the Philistines. Now Elimelech uh, goes down to Moab. Something about difficult times that tries our faith. And I wonder, will you trust what you can produce or will you trust the God who is the same everywhere all the time? Friend, famines come and go. Uh, sometimes famines come because of our sin. Israel's an example of that. Sometimes they come by the providence of God, and Joseph is an example of that. But be very sure of this. God's in charge of the bounty and the famine. And even in the famine years, God is working. God is working to prove that He is enough. You can't always explain the famine, but you can always trust this. The famine is not going to last forever, but your God is. Seasons come and go. Famine is only one chapter. Don't ruin the rest of your journey making a decision when things are difficult. Someone said it this way, Do not doubt in the darkness what you decided in the light. Most people, when they move to Moab, they do it for the wrong reason. And then thirdly, when people move to Moab, most often, most often, they stay much longer than they intended to. I doubt seriously that Elimelech thought he would never be back to Bethlehem. I doubt seriously that Elimelech thought that his sons would never come back into the promised land, and yet he lost more than he gained. Look at it through God's perspective. There is something worse than bad circumstances. 
Let me repeat that. There is something worse than bad circumstances, and that's bad choices. If you make bad choices along the journey, not only will you have to live with it, but your children will have to live with it. Your spouse will have to live with it. All the people that you love will have to live with it. Stop looking for an out and look to God. Stay put spiritually, be where you ought to be, and watch God work. The Lord can bless and move wherever you are. Even once he got to Moab, he could have returned. And so wherever you are on this journey today, I want to challenge you, don't move away from the Lord, run to Him. In fact, we're coming back to this chapter. You may want to read Ruth chapter 1 for yourself because in the next study, we're going to see the exact opposite of Elimelech's journey. We're going to see a journey moving in the other direction toward the Lord. So let me leave you with this thought today. Which direction are you moving? A destination is determined by direction. You say, well, I don't want to end up there. Are you on the path now? Which direction are you moving today in your journey? Don't move to Moab. Move closer to God. Thank you for joining us today for this time in God's Word. For additional messages, resources, and helps for your Christian life, visit us at scottpauley.org. We hope you will share the broadcast with a friend and plan to join us again next time on Enjoying the Journey.